Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Rain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that joyously celebrates the end of 2020, but wonders what 2021 has on its bingo card. This is Hysteria 51. I'm hoping for Kaiju. Lots of them then the leaders of nations will have no choice but to band together and make me into a Jaeger, and I think we can all agree that would be the best thing ever. That would literally be the worst thing ever. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> We are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, and our robots have not turned into Jaegers yet, luckily. I am your host, John Goforth. Alongside is my co-host and the man voted in high school most likely to build a murderous drunk robot, Mr. Brent Hand. I was very, very uh, active in high school on the uh, most voted to stage we're all finding out. It's true. It's true. <laughs> that was a pretty uh, prophetic yearbook club uh, to include that category, really, when you're thinking about it, you know, and firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Uh, but as you know, as they say, if I knew then what I know now, John, you would have built me even sooner. That's sweet, Brent. No, you're forgetting that I'm eternal. No, he isn't. You are not eternal. I eternal two to two. Eternal, 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 eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Here at Lacuna, we have perfected a safe, effective technique for the focused erasure of troubling memories. Eternal champions. Eternal flame. Is this burning? Burning. An eternal flame. Kyle! What if we told you about playing bangles on the show? Oh, some people's robots, John, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, no bangles. No bangles. It's almost like the Eagles. No, just just almost as bad. Anyway, for those of you who are new to the show, the wannabe Gundam is Conspiracy Bot. Brent built him in his lab to help write and produce the show. Uh, and if it isn't already painfully obvious, he does not do those things. Yeah, some have called him a failure of imagination. And as his creator, I can 100% tell you that I wholeheartedly agree. Mistakes were made, John. <laughs> listeners mistakes, mistakes were, were made. made it's like whenever i'm playing call of duty and i you know jump off the uh the stage or whatever and 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 commit uh you know suicide accidentally it always says you know the name of the player uh mistakes were made yeah oh, mistake really? was made here <laughs> uh speaking of mistakes the other voice you heard is kyle uh, Kyle is conspiracy bots, robot sidekick, I guess you'd call him. Mm. Imagine if Frankenstein's monster decided to science up his own monster. That's Kyle in a manner of speaking. He's like Frankenweiner, but less appealing. <laughs> I did the mash. 
the Monster Mash. And on that note, let's get on with the episode. Yes. The yes. wrap up episode. And it's, it's W-R-A-P, not R-A-P. It's not the wrap up. <laughs> we're, so. we're not rap battling. <laughs> <laughs> Knees weak. <laughs> I do have spaghetti heavy. all over my shirt. <laughs> Which is weird because I haven't had spaghetti in days. I wouldn't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> well, Brent, as we wrap up what has been one hell of a year, we thought we should take some time and, and look back at what was 2020, the disease-soaked political cesspool that had everyone wearing masks, making sourdough, and starting podcasts. Man, I forgot sourdough was a thing, and you jumped on that bandwagon. Oh, I jumped on hard. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, I learned how to bake, though. Well, there you go. Anyway. Um, something, uh, speaking of food, uh, and, and in 2020, one good thing I think to, to come out of the year was we debuted cafeteria 51 and I say good yeah. because wow, you guys really liked it. Well, they like telling us to eat gross shit. Yeah, that's true. I think they missed like the, the, what we came up with, it was like, what is stuff that people actually really eat and enjoy? That's a little weird. And people are like penis. <laughs> All right. Well, let, what else? Horse penis. Calm down a little bit. Uh, no, that's then that's great. What else? Whale penis. <laughs> Whale vagina. Okay, let's well, we'll try it. <laughs> but we have we've gotten a lot of nice notes, a lot of nice uh, uh, messages on on the various social media platforms, and you can also see it in the numbers. Uh, you you, dear listener, have um, uh, whether you're hate listening or just listening, you have consumed Cafeteria Fifty One. So we thought we would start. With a mini episode of Cafeteria Fifty One, we we plan on bringing it back in twenty twenty one. There'll be a, you know bonus episodes that you can skip over and tell us how much you hate or love, just like Correct. all the other ones this year. <laughs> Correct. But here, you if you really don't want to listen, I guess you can skip the you know hit the fifteen second button a few times and, and get past this. But we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it a little different no. uh, this evening. We don't know what each other's eating, John. We don't know what the other person's eating, so we're we're going to try it, and we're going to explain it without giving it away it's it's like the um what was the old uh was it twenty five thousand dollar pyramid with dick clark where they had to um, yeah they, there was a couple give of the them. topic but they couldn't use the word to explain the thing yeah, you know and, yeah they had the little um, uh, so, screens they turned towards themselves yeah yes exactly exactly so welcome into the cafeteria twenty five thousand dollar it's pyramid. a blind taste test but not for is, ourselves yeah. <laughs> so to speak so brent uh do you want to do you want to go first yeah i can go first i think you're gonna get mine right off um i'm gonna describe it first it comes in a box and that okay. box uh opens up what, is, is, the bo- what is the box made of uh box material <laughs> okay so <laughs> yeah, like cardboard it's like uh, cardboard it's very slick it's printed all over it has um the name of the company, the names, and on the back, you get a nice picture of what's in there. And then it is in its own can. This can is good until 412 of 2022. So we got a little time. I'm ahead of the curve. Oh, okay. So it's a can inside of a box. Yeah. So the can, the only thing printed on the can is the best buy. So if you have lost your box, it's a crapshoot on this, this stuff here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did not bring a palate cleanser. I'm not sure how I'm going to love this, but we're going to crack this guy open. You just eat it straight out of there. I'm sure you could do other things with it, especially put it on crackers and stuff, but I'm more of a purist, which makes a lot of you mad listening at home, but I want to try it. So I'm cracking her open. You're not going to fancy her up. No, no, this is, this is, oh man, it is. It smells like feet soaked Vienna sausages. Mm. It is nothing that's not what it is. It's not Vienna sausages. 
So, so it sounds delicious already. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. You, you know how much I enjoyed Vienna sausages and add feet into that mix. Um, okay, okay. All right. So, uh, it is in liquid. So, it, it is, is it very one pungent. big thing or is uh, it multiple two, things? Two, two of the the tasty treats in there. Excuse me, as I turn away to grab a paper towel because I'm making a mess. Right. I'm sure you got a pretty good guess. What do you think it is? Maybe you don't. I don't know. I you threw me off with the Vienna sausage thing. It's just the smell. It's pungent. When you said, because when you said can, mm-hmm. I was, and I, I didn't think you went with another, you know, um, canned meat. I was, I was leaning towards like anchovies or sardines or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but the Vienna sausage part threw me off. It's sardines. You did say oh, it. Oh, I got it. Uh, so um, now that I got a better smell, it smells more like tuna that is just ripe. You know, when you open a can of tuna. Well, this oh, is yeah, in, yeah, yeah. so I've got yeah. It, it reminds you what it is very quickly. Wild planet, wild sardines, and water with sea salt. Oh, I I actually like those. I have the wild planet. I I, I eat those. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Okay. Well, so here we go. I'm gonna pull one of these guys out. These are deheaded. Oh, I'm well. I just pulled part of one out. They're very like they're so big they don't want to come out of the the thing. Hold and on. And they here. fall apart pretty easy. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Here we go. Tastes like tuna. It tastes yeah. just there, like tuna. There's um, nothing offensive about them. No, like, other than it, the, the look. The, it, it's a common misconception that like it's I, a little I fishier them than regular re- tuna. I will say that. What's that? It's a little stronger, fishier. Yeah, yeah. But they're really healthy and uh, uh, and um, a really good source of protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been trying to eat a little higher in protein and and. More protein, less Oreos has been my <laughs> my approach, and uh, so I've been eating those. And um, I'm 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 you you said Wild Planet that because that's that just rang a bell because that's the the brand I'm I buy. More, so it is good. Uh, they're they're pretty not bad. I I like them. Uh, I don't like they also sell them like uh, flavored, like they'll sell them in mustard or in hot sauce. I, I don't mind the mustard. I've had those before. Yeah, I. I haven't liked the flavored ones that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I don't like those flavors, but because whatever they used to, I don't know, elicit those, whatever they used to be those flavors didn't, didn't ring true to me. Like I'd rather right. just add my own mustard or add, add my own hot sauce. Well, this was an easy to find one that people had asked for. It ta- if you like tuna out of the can, there's no reason you wouldn't like this other than if you can't get past the idea of it which it looks like a fish with its head cut off. So let's say for I, Brent, it let's say for a second that, you know, for whatever reason, it's all you had in the house and, and you're hungry. Would you, mm-hmm. um, how would you eat them? Would you, would you like, uh, if you were going back to like, actually have this for a meal, would you, I'd probably just put them it on up crackers anyway? and eat it that way. Just plain on crackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how I do eat them. The bones are not, I mean, you can't even taste anything in them. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I, it doesn't need like um I, I've seen people talk about, you know, adding all these sauces and or 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 other toppings. It just doesn't need it. I mean Well, I will it, I'm the type that'll crack open a can of, of tuna and just eat it or eat it with crackers. Yeah. I don't even add mayo to it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've been doing that with tuna lately too. They have those um tuna creations packs that uh that are flavored. Like mm-hmm. uh it'll be like a ranch flavor. It, it and it's not like ranch dressing, it's just like ranch seasoning inside the tuna or uh, those on the other hand, as opposed to the sardines, the flavors are really good. There's a lemon pepper one. That's really good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, these are just, I mean, they look just like a fish, you know, with its head and its tail cut off and it tastes very good. 
It's very soft, very easy to eat. Nothing so gross about it uh, other than the look because you're eating the skin and all. You can see the the color and everything. This, this fish had a, uh, his day planned ahead of him before this happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> so second question, uh-huh. will you eat them for enjoyment in the future? I don't know. I mean, I, if, hold on, I got a mouthful right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this I is for science, them, obviously. And I was in the aisle and I saw them. There's no reason I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. I have not had any type of sardine since I was young. You know, my, we always had them at home. My dad ate them from time to time. We didn't always have them, I guess. So, yeah, I could see myself totally eating this. And especially, like you said, protein and stuff like that. If I was, if you need it, or if you're working out, or if you're sick or things like that, this is a very healthy, very easy and tasty thing. Um, again, I think the number one thing that's got going against it is the stigma. And the, well, the, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think there's another thing that goes along with the stigma. It uh, reminds me of Brussels sprouts. We all hated Brussels sprouts when we were growing up because uh-huh. when we were served them, someone steamed them uh-huh. and added nothing to them and they smelled like poop and they said, eat them. And you're like, well, no, this is awful. I hate this. And then, you know, you grew up and, and you figured out you could mix them with bacon and do some other things. And now I will say this. I am not a Brussels sprout fan. My wife loves them. And so we uh-huh. go to, there's a couple places by us that have like all sorts of Brussels sprouts. They're blackened and fried and all this stuff and i always try them and then i'm always still like oh but i get that like i get what you're saying i'm not saying everyone has to like them but i'm saying that that we were all taught that they were a certain thing Mm -hmm. and then we found out later that they're they're not that thing that you might still not like them but they're not the thing we thought they were when they were growing up you're exactly right yeah and i think sardines are the same thing yeah like sardines were like like i'm I'm thinking like military grade sardines you can still taste the you know the the spine down it and shit you know yeah and and probably (laughs) not the highest quality they'll have that metallic taste you know just and very fishy that's called mercury my friend (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point that's a good point you know but the wild planet wow that's actually a really good brand um yeah highly recommend lisa if it's a fish she's in and she loves What's the gefilte fish? The 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 pickled fish in the jar? Oh gosh, the stuff they serve at Passover. Mm-hmm. She loves that gefilte fish. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, just the jellied fishes oof. and shit. You know, stuff that I don't want. Um, not that I've, I, for as much pickled stuff as I love, there's a lot of pickled stuff that I hate. She loves pickled eggs. I love eggs. I love pickled stuff. Hate pickled eggs. I actually will. Uh, I'll I'll pickle my own eggs. And what I mean by that is. Whenever I finish a jar of pickles, I'll boil a few eggs and just throw them in there. Yeah. So it, it changes the texture so much. They get so hard. Rubbery. Yeah, they do. Um, I think that's the thing I don't like. Fair enough. Yeah. All so, right. So, all right. Uh, I, I got to put my, my guessing cap on. All right. All right. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try it. How my, big my item. is, oh, oh, so it's done. Like it's, you're not. So, so first let me tell it started in a can. Okay. I warmed it up. Okay. Excuse me as I'm washing down my fish. Um, Just tried some. Okay. Um, well, first I'll say it tastes roughly like I expected it to taste. Um, it's fine. It's not great, but it's not bad. There's more. Um, uh, let me give you, I'll give you a hint. It's meant to be a filling of sorts. Okay. I'll, I'll, just, I'll leave that. It's savory, not sweet. A savory filling. You heat it up from a can. And I I anticipated it to be very meat heavy or meat forward. Okay. And it is surprisingly vegetative forward. Okay. So when you said 
It was in a can. Oh, well, I don't know. Hmm. So it's veggie forward. I have no idea. What it, is it? Um, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple other hints. Okay. Um, I won't, um, it is, um, is an ethnic food. Okay. Um, meaning it is not, uh, you know, not a, not a homegrown original or, well, actually this creation is most likely very U S oriented, but the, what it is trying to emulate, uh, is, is an ethnic food. It is made by a brand that makes other items that go along with that said food. So it's a it's whole not line like of you know, Kishki or something like that. Is it? No, no, no. It's, um, um, well, you just want me to tell you? Sure. I saw this, I saw this in the store on the shelf and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, I, I've never even seen this. It's made by Pace. Uh, like it's Pace, called the, Top- the, 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 the brand that makes the dips and stuff. Yeah. Like, like the salsa. Yeah. New York city. <laughs> <laughs> Get a rope. It's called taco complete. It is taco meat filling. Uh, comes in a can <laughs> that you just heat and throw into a taco and you've got a full, you've got it, the, the tagline is heat stuff, eat anything that could go from in a can to in a taco in under four minutes is okay in my book. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. You're like, you're like, wait a second, taco meat in a can. Huh. <laughs> it's like those hamburgers in the, in the can where you got to like boil the can. You know, I don't know if you've oh, ever seen those. Yeah, you know, I've seen the videos. Of, I, I've always wanted to try one. There's the Asian lady who does all the, um, the yeah, dis- Emmy, um, man, she always, it's just her face. I think it's her expression. She looks terrified all the time. <laughs> she does. I love watching her videos though. <laughs> all right. So, so, so what is, um, yeah, um, so paste taco complete. It is, uh, it has, it, it, as you can imagine being a canned item that has meat, there are a lot of ingredients. Um, but what was, what surprised me is there, there's like red peppers and corn and black beans. You actually taste the, the vegetable part of it way more than you taste the beef. Probably heavy on that. You know, it, it is meat though. It's real meat. It's not, um, yeah. Seasoned, product. seasoned cooked beef and pork. I'm looking at the ingredients right now. Wow. It, it, so I saw the calorie, like 60 calories a serving. Wow. I mean, you know, hopefully I like per this. Container 900. <laughs> hey, there's seven servings per container. And, it's, and Brent, it's not even a full can. It's like one of those half cans. Yeah, it's just yeah. all by um, all preservatives and all preservatives. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would not recommend it. I would take the extra five minutes and brown up some ground beef and throw in some well, seasoning packet. So if you, if you know what you like, if you have a seasoning packet, if you make it yourself, tacos are such an easy thing to make. They are. They are. So not recommended. Um, don't like it. Wild Planet Sardines. Give it a go. Give it a try. Send us a picture. Uh, pace. Pace. You know, choose your meat in a can. You know, try that, too, and let us know. I have a bonus. Oh, a bonus item. All right. Now you can hear it. I'm cracking it open. Okay. All right. Let me ask you. Can I just make a wild guess? Yes. Is it potted meat? <laughs> it is, isn't it? A, 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 it is not potted meat. Oh, I, I, I don't know why, but my mind went to potted meat when you, you, you tore the top off. The reason I laughed my ass off when you said that is I had two items extra that I had bought for eventual cafeteria 51s. Mm-hmm. I chose the other one. The, <laughs> the one that I didn't choose was armor potted. Yeah. Meat. <laughs> yeah. That, my dad, man, <laughs> skim that on some bread, go to town on it, man. <laughs> I don't like it. So I'm going to dig into this item. Okay. It is, um, thick in texture. It is, it smells, smells like preservatives as with most of these canned items, you know, yeah. that we've tried. 
Um, all right, now I'm going to try it. Remember when pudding used to come in a can? Just like, oh, I've seen those. Wow, this is really salty. Um, I've seen those tins, mm-hmm. like the the Costco sized tins of pudding. Yeah, well, used to just you know your your single serving ones that come in the cups now used to come in metal cans. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. What are those? What are those huge tins called that they have a name? Oh yeah, I yeah, I mean, it almost like, looks like a coffee container. You know, like no, but they're like a, get, it's like oh, get a fifteen of or not, that's not the name, but um. I have oh, no nation, idea. You're 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 screaming at your phone right now. I know. I, I can't remember it. So what is this? All right, so like so it's um man, I oof, I don't even know if I can eat my I'm just gonna come out and tell you. It, it, <laughs> um wasn't far off with Potty Me. It's called uh Zwan Z W A N Chicken and Beef Luncheon Loaf. Oh, so it's like the um yeah, um you know the devil, uh, deviled ham spread. They have a similar. It's, they have the you know, chicken it's one. Cons- consistency wise, it's much more like spam. Oh, okay. So it, it's in a spam shaped container. Oh. Um, it does not taste like spam at all. Like spam, as you, I mean, go back to the episode. I didn't hate. You know, like there, there's different ways Lisa you eat it. Was like, oh, fried hard, you know, hard. You know, she actually really liked it. This has some. It's almost got a gaminess to it. Like you know, if you if you have some like wild game or if you eat like um was made with wild of a, a wild caught chicken <laughs> <laughs> well, like like uh uh even at thanksgiving the giblets the that all the, the heart and all that, oh, stuff, that, that stuff oh man at least i fight over them yeah that but that stuff's gamey here let's look at the so anyway uh, zwan is from uh it says it's from holland um there is Isn't that weird wa- <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, because it's from Zwanenberg, Holland. Now, it also, interestingly, also has a lot of um, what I think is Arabic writing on it. So I don't know if. Oh, it's halal there. That's why it's halal. All right. So um, I'm going to look at the let's find the ingredients on here. All right, here we go. Mechanically separated chicken, water, beef, potato starch, beef heart. Aha. Maybe that's the gaminess. Beef heart. Salt and then spices, sodium phosphates, sodium erythrobate, natural flavorings, and everyone's favorite sodium nitrite. Natural flavorings. It it, it is a small can. It, it, this is the best part. When I said it was salty, I wasn't kidding. Like this is this is. I think you guys would. We talked before on mm-hmm. another episode about how one thing we we're are, eating I found less, salty. Uh, yeah, less uh, bothered by salt than you are. I think or right. Yeah. I think you guys would be bothered by this one. Um, By the way, so in the can, it's a can that's roughly the size of a spam can. There are six servings. Each serving has 580 grams of sodium. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're going to you're going to get your week's worth of sodium if you eat this bad boy. (laughs) I'm going to set that to the side. Pucker. I, I hope, dear listener, I hope you enjoyed it because I certainly did not. Hey, uh, sardines! <laughs> that we got one thumbs up on this one. So yeah, I'm jealous, man. I wish I would have. I wish I. Uh, I wish we were doing the same one this I time. Actually wondered, I actually like, wonder if he's going to pull out like sardines or something. We're both doing the same thing because we just said grab something and uh, we'll surprise each other. So that sounded weird. <laughs> I was wondering if one of us was going to like you know be an asshole about it, which I could see both of us doing. <laughs> And grabbing like saltine crackers or you know, <laughs> just something, the, the most benign thing that everyone has in their pantry. <laughs> but no, right. luckily right. we, um, right. we, we stuck with the, 
well, I wouldn't even say the vision for Cafeteria 51, but what it's evolved, the evolution of Cafeteria 51. Right. Now, I didn't unfortunately have any pretzels to put my sardines on, like in the Burbs. I don't know if you've ever seen the Burbs. It's been a while. I've, they of go course, to I've the, seen the it. Clopex house and they bring them sardines and pretzels and no one wants to try them. That actually sounds really <laughs> good to me, man. Now that I'm thinking about that, I need to go get some pretzels. You do. You uh, do. Well, I'm going to work on pretzels and we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be back into our little bit more. No, a regular. We're going to talk about some of the Fordian topics of 2020 that came out this year. Ones that you guys have been flooding Hysteria Nation with in a good way. That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. Oh, just the smell of that stuff. Man, it's pervasive. My room smells like college. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it It immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. (laughs) I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Forty in 2020, it kept us entertained, and so we didn't have to put out our own eyes Greek style. Oh, man. <sighs> Luckily, my wife and I like each other because it would have been a trying year if we didn't. I don't want to speak for her, but well, you know. well, hold on, hold on. You like her. She's not here to validate the other side of that. She had to put that in her, her vowel, so it doesn't matter. She, you know, I <laughs> promise to always to like him, period, full <laughs> period. stop. That's <laughs> how that works. Yeah, John, the big one this year, which has been more entertaining. I'm just going to get out on right ahead of this. It's been more entertaining seeing people's reactions than the actual things well yeah so so you're going to talk about the two we're going to talk about the two big stories that have permeated the zeitgeist this year obviously the two things we're going to talk about are the u.s presidential election and the coronavirus exactly just hilarity ensues here we go (laughs) (laughs) so here's what we think about politics now so just kidding if you're anything like us you have had your fill of that 
and you get that news elsewhere. Our stories are a bit more out there. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. Well, so number one, what I was getting at number one, the one that people are just, I mean, we, I noticed you wrote in our notes, a couple of story links to them. And now they're everywhere. The monoliths, the monoliths that the monoliths, uh, someone put up one and then they've been popping up all over the world before we even get into it. John, I want your over under on this. What do you think it is? What do you think is doing it? What? Who? So I think the first one is 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 much more mysterious to me than the rest because we don't know how how long it was sitting there. Right. Mm -hmm. I I honestly think that some sort of it's kind of like the Georgia Guidestones. Just well, now I guess we know a little bit more about those. It's I think humans did it. I don't think it's a it's an extraterrestrial or anything. I think the first one might have been some sort of interesting person, group, whatever, putting something up for some reason. And I think that we've had a lot of copycats. Since. Yeah, it, it was first seen on uh, from the independent. They talked about it and it was first seen on 18th of November. And that was by a helicopter crew that were flying over it. Then it disappeared on the 27th of November. So depending, like you said, on when it went up, now there's been a lot of talk about it was an art installation. It was done as that. The, the problem with it, it was in the Utah desert. It's in a area that they don't want people destroying people were going out there to try to see it and shit and it was causing havoc and it's also an area where people don't really need to be going if you're not into trekking and hiking and going into areas like that they're actually worried that people might die trying just to get out to see these trying to get yeah also it's worth noting we call these monoliths but they aren't because they're metal monoliths would be stone but the reason i think is because Everyone's thinking of Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey, and like the similarity to those. Yeah. So if you if you've seen if you've seen a Space Odyssey, you know, you know that uh, um, the monkeys you know eventually start to make tools and stuff because that you know that monolith shows up. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually is funny if you go back to that scene, the monolith popping up kind of looks like the Utah desert, right? Right. Well, um, and so, so I think that's why everyone's calling them monoliths because it, it's reminiscent of that movie because these are not stone. So, so interestingly, uh, they, they go to Wikipedia. Good for them. They have a list, a running list of the 2020 monoliths. And just to break it down real quick, we've had one in Africa and Morocco. Europe has had 20. Canada has had three. The United States has had 14. Australia's had two. Central America's had one. South America's had two. They're all over. And I think a lot of that is just people saw something and ran with it. And you've seen when they take some of them down, some of them are shoddily made. Some weren't. Some looked real nice. Yeah, I mean, some were some were definitely made in like, you know, Jethro's barn and it (laughs) with whatever he had laying around. Yeah. Yeah. But others are are much, much more presentable. Yeah. Now, I would love to say that this is the 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 guidepost that, you know, humanity needs to be going to that they're going to come and see us. But I don't I don't buy into that at all. Um, I did love the meme someone put <laughs> where you zoom in on it and says, we've been trying to reach you about the extended warranty on your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a cynic in me. But yeah, I was just like, this is hilarious. And it's funny to me that everyone is. Doing it and redoing it, I, I think that shows a little bit of spirit of uh, of humanity and having fun with it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So let's uh, let's start with the first one. Yeah, the Utah. It suddenly disappeared after being there for a week or whatever, and on the same day it disappeared, one popped up in Romania, 
and it it then vanished like a week later. But that was like the first. You wonder if they that were was like, like the, con, you know, planned together type thing. Well, that 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 was the ooh mm-hmm. moment because it popped up the same day the other one disappeared, and obviously that takes a you know a, a level of coordination or a, a level of coincidence. Yeah. So Brent, the question is, what do you do? You think that uh, first? What uh, do you think the first and second were um, um, t- tied to each other in any way? Uh, and second, uh, at least the first one. What do you think was behind it? They've had people say that that they did it. They've 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 compared it to works by John McCracken, who did stuff like that, and he lived in the Southwest. Do I think they are connected? Uh, it was taken down by a crew that went out there to take it down for that specific reason that they didn't want it there. So that, you know, it definitely wasn't the same one shipped or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, So I don't want to say that that was any aspect of it. Do I think they could have been connected? Possibly, you know, um, it is fun that it hasn't been proven or, or came out for sure one way or another yet. So I do think that's fun, but I don't think that there is, it's not the Georgia Guidestones where there's shit written on it. We're really like, Oh God, what's this mean? I, I mean, my money, honestly, at least for a portion of them, if not all of them, my money is on some sort of, a deep fake marketing scheme. You're waiting for it to come out that it's part of like Loki that's coming out or something like that. I honestly, I really thought somehow they were going to try to, <laughs> they were going to uh, uh, try to uh, associate it with uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Sorry, we couldn't spend money to make the game work. We spent it all on Monoliths. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're sorry. I, uh, I, I have the game. I, 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 the, everyone's complaints man i i don't know it's 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 a little glitchy it certainly is uh and and there are points where it doesn't run perfectly but man people are eviscerating the game like like it's the second coming of et on on atari and it's it's not that bad (laughs) neither was et on atari if they just read the instruction manual but hey you know that's a good point so we both agree that it is of this world it is not extraterrestrial yeah. So if it is if it is of this world, do you think that it is a people um, w- with unknown intent, b uh, uh, some sort of artistic endeavor, or c some sort of marketing scheme? artistic endeavor? Um, I think that we would have seen the marketing thing by now. It still could be, and that'd be awesome if it was. Kudos to them. Um, but for me, um, I'm I'm kind of going into it was just an artist doing something. You know, at least the first one, maybe the first couple. And then people ran with it. And that's where my money is at if I was hedging a bet on it. I want to believe it's a marketing scheme, but I would I would just as equally, if not maybe even more so, agree with you. And then you've had a bunch of copycats. Uh, You know what it kind of reminds me of? It's like sometimes these things happen that get so into the, I'll use this term for the second time tonight, cultural zeitgeist, that others can't help but emulate and copy. one that was much um, this one is pretty uh, innocuous one that was a, a little bit more harmful uh, was that whole clown thing a few years ago right remember like how oh, clowns yeah. would just would stand on the side of the road and then come chase your which car which we'll be talking about soon on our episode on clowns that's right we will we will <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's that was something in my throat <clears> throat> um, <laughs> the I, I, you know, not to spoil it, it, you know, that happened, but it's not like every time a clown popped up and did that, it was the same people. It, it, it was copycats, right? Yeah. People get a hold of an idea and run with it. 
And that's got to be this. I mean, even if it was a marketing scheme or even if it is an art installation, they didn't do all of them. Like other people are like, they're bored. They're sitting around like, well, I can't go to the bar. What should we do? I got an idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think this one, let's wait and see. But I, to me, it's played out. You know, it's, it is what it is. The fun part though, is the mystery. Yeah. So like right. you said, if, if, it, if this is a marketing scheme, I agree with you. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's end this little segment before we go to the next one with a friend of the show who doesn't even know we're saying that because we've never talked to him and doesn't know he exists. Stephen Colbert. How's that sound? He did a little piece of the monolith. You know he's a listener. (laughs) The original Utah desert monolith is gonolith. Over the weekend, we learned that the mysterious monolith was removed on Friday evening. A photographer on the scene saw four men arrive as if out of nowhere. To dismantle it, saying, leave no trace. This is our mission. Clearly, government agents working for the Department of Fun Stomping. Come on, guys, just let us have this. We didn't have a chance to see if it shot out beams to melt anybody's bones. But then the mystery deepened. Because on Friday, another mysterious monolith suddenly appeared. This time in Romania. Do these aliens not watch the news? American monoliths are not allowed to travel to Europe. Please tell me this monolith did not celebrate Thanksgiving. Now comes the news that the mystery monolith vanished in Romania on Tuesday. And then a new mysterious monolith appeared on top of a mountain in California yesterday. How could it move that fast? Are we dealing with one monolith or is it a pair of duoliths? Folks, it's no coincidence that these monoliths appeared just before the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn coming up on December 21st. Open your eyes, sheeple. These monoliths are clearly dormant sub-space-time energy nodes that will awaken at a specific pitch in the vibration of the interplanetary matrix to help us make the leap to the next great phase of human evolution, reach beyond imagination, and touch the very face of God. Or it's going to turn out to be like a viral campaign for Mountain Dew. Either way, I'm here for it. Thanks, Stephen. Now, not to be outdone, John, by a, a monolith that probably we're all hedging our bets as we said that it isn't anything from outer space space be knocking on our door and how do we know the israelis that's how we know john john what's going on what what's our other big story that's came out the galactic federation not not the not the federation of planets not the same not not the same at all different t-shirts and different Different gift shop. It's all completely different. Basically, this is just one guy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no problem. This is just one guy, but he was a big deal. This guy's name is uh, Haim Eshed. He's 87 years old. He is Israel's former head of, uh, he was the director of their space programs for the Ministry of Defense for 30 years. Yeah. The uh, former Israeli space security chief, as they call him. I love, I was reading it on on Yahoo and I, I love the, the first paragraph when you go in and read about it, a former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. Um, is this, maybe just one of those dudes like I ain't got a lot of time. Fuck it. What are they going to do? 86 me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, stories like this get um more more credence i suppose because when they are people who have held uh positions of power yeah well and he paints the u.s as the bad guys in this because he says the u.s government signed a contract with the aliens that allows them to do experiments on people 
and uh, <laughs> we're just guinea pigs waiting for the inevitable probing or whatever they're going to do to us. Which begs the question, if one side or another violates the contract, where exactly is Space Court? <laughs> I, I, I'm obviously tongue in cheek, but New what Jersey, do you mean we signed a contract? That's just, everyone's, even Space is like, oh God, I got to go to Jersey. <laughs> 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 we signed a contract and if you violate that contract we will see you in court like what what the fuck is he talking about anyway i digress uh i that but that's just that's me on these stories i get stuck on the small stuff yeah yeah he also said that not only is trump aware of the existence of the extraterrestrials but that he has been quote on the verge of revealing mm-hmm. information about this but that he was asked not to as to prevent quote mass hysteria yeah they're they're waiting as they always say waiting for us to get our shit together and uh we're not doing well on that (laughs) you know we're not getting our uh, one planet way of thinking instead we're still these tribes kind of thing i didn't say that but that's that's what every movie you've seen a sci-fi movie before oh yeah yep and you know he's it's funny he uh he's actually playing on on kind of the the modern day conversation, he said, if I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Yeah. Today, they're they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I received my degrees and awards. I am respected in universities abroad <laughs> were uh, and and um, where the trend is also changing. So what he's saying is things like, uh, you know, the Tic Tac and and Commander Fravor and, and all of that coming to light and um, and the New York Times articles and everything he's saying has set the stage for him to feel comfortable to share all of yeah, this. With now us. there is a little bit of a, hmm, uh, about this because he's got a book coming out and a lot of people are saying, well, he's just doing this to drum up business for his book. So they went to the one guy who used to do this for the, the, at least the British government, Nick Pope. Um, he used to investigate UFOs for the British ministry of defense. And, uh, he said, here's a quote. Either this is some sort of practical joke or a publicity stunt to help sell his book, perhaps with something having been lost in translation, or someone in the know is breaking ranks. So, yeah, thanks for breaking it down there, Nick Pope. It's one of those things. You're right. <laughs> it is definitely true, <laughs> false, or not or, true. Yeah, yeah, or a publicity stunt. <laughs> now, that's analysis. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of missing pieces to this. You know, he he came out and made these claims. The U.S. government hasn't, you know, released a statement. The Israeli government hasn't released a statement. Um, with UFOs been in the the news like they have been, it's an interesting thing. But you know, let's let's uh, let's go down. Uh, we can call it a thought experiment or whatever you want. But regardless of this man's claims, and regardless of even, let's just say for a second that aliens haven't even been to Earth. Mm-hmm. But under this under this same thought experiment, aliens do exist. There is life out there of some type. My question, Brent, do you think that 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 there's enough life and that that life has found each other and and to the to the point where there is some sort of, as he put it, galactic federation, some sort of accruement of various life forms and various peoples from various planets across the the galaxies that have, um, you know, uh, more Star Trek ish, you know, created this uh, this interstellar uh, government. I mean, do I have any fucking clue? No, I don't have any clue. Do I hope so? <laughs> yes, I, I do. And that means that life isn't uh, just uh, uh, random. 
and these places probably got busy living a long time or millions of years before we did. And so they've had a lot longer than we have. I hope so. Um, and it wouldn't make sense for them to reach out or do things and maybe not make themselves known right away. But it's such a weird thing. And, you know, you, you politics and religion and everything comes into question when you find out that this is true or not true, you know, whichever way that that was, you know, could fall. And I don't know if it's just such another trope that you were not ready to know. But then every time something comes out in the news, everyone goes, "Meh, I don't want to have to do this or that, you know, their own, you know, piddly life stuff, me included when they're saying we're seeing UFOs in the sky, this and that and the other. So I don't know if we're not ready. I don't know. I don't know where it falls, but uh, I do hope that, uh, you know, that there is a galactic federation out there. It is interesting that this guy, would as long as it's not it. like the uh, galactic empire, <laughs> right? <laughs> pray. I don't alter now, um, the deal any further. I think, I think we all know that the truth is that they do exist and they're waiting for us. And they're they're Specifically, they're waiting for Zephram Cochran yeah. to unlock warp, warp yeah, capabilities for our... That's all we need. Just a little little warp to get you going, and that way they can I show themselves to I need to find someone with the last name Cochran and convince them to name one of their children Zephram. Well, we went to school with some Cochrans. We did. We did. Get on the horn. Um, I don't know if they're still making babies or not, but if they are, maybe we should give them a call. Well, I mean, they can always just rename one of their existing ones. That's true. I mean, it's a guy. How I, I guess actually I could rename my kid. Um, he didn't have to have our last name. I could just <laughs> Side name so my buddy. Cochran. My buddy was we were going to go on a, a cruise years ago and he goes to at that time. You didn't have to have a passport, but you had to have your birth certificate if you're going to Canada or Mexico or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes and he gets his birth certificate and he's like, huh. Well, this is weird. So long story short, when his parents, for whatever reason, his mom, when she was filling out the birth certificate, used her, um, they were married, used her maiden name she thought she was supposed to use on there, like each of them. So technically, his last name was his mother's maiden name on everything he had, driver's license, everything showed his Really, you know, the last name of his father that they had. So every form of ID he had was invalid. Was in- <laughs> so he's like, what the fuck do I do? They're like, well, you have to legally change your name to what you think it is, like what you've been going by. He's like, motherfucker, you know, so he had to go through it and it's not cheap. You got to go through it all. And he was like, I don't really have the money to do all this. I'm like, I will make you a deal. I will pay for you to change your name. I'll pay for you to get all new. IDs everything, but I get to pick your name. <laughs> and I wanted him to change his name to Apache Warhammer, but he would not do it. <laughs> I'm like, just how awesome would it be? Like, uh, next in line, Apache Warhammer. <laughs> uh, let's see here, Warhammer, Apache. Uh, War, uh, uh, Warhammer, uh, a War uh, Apache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't see the humor in it like I did. Uh, so no, he just changed it to what it was supposed to be the whole time. But what a weird, oops, yeah, I messed that up when I was filling out paperwork. That is like the ultimate horrible version of getting caught in the like double verification loop. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know if you've ever done, had something like this happen, but you opt into double verification, you know, when you're signing into your email or whatever, but then you give it the wrong phone number or the wrong yeah, email yeah. that you don't actually own. 
And so when it wants to verify that you are you and, and, and you, you, okay, well, you know what? I'll just change it back. Well, it has to verify that you're you to allow you to change the double mm-hmm. verification. And you get caught in this cycle, this circle. <laughs> uh, and, and that sound what you just described sounds like the worst version of that. <laughs> well, you know who, if anyone can overcome that, it's Apache Warhammer. That's and, true. Uh, That's now true. he's, he's living, he's living the, you know, his best life. <laughs> uh john let's go to another break and when we come back we're gonna wrap this bastard up uh we've been rambling and stuff we got a little more to give them though let's come up after the break on hysteria 51 Oh, Brent, it's been one hell of a year. The shortest, longest year in the world. Seriously, I I, I don't even know how to quantify it because it feels like March was roughly 33 years ago. But at the same time, if you asked me what I did all summer, I can't tell you. Um, Like everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Improved my life in every way. I studied. I got another degree. I lost 100 pounds. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, none of that's true. Uh, Anyway. Brent, one thing that is true is that we needed ways to spend our time to divert our attention this year. And I think an appropriate way to wrap up the year for us, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some of our favorites from the year. Now, uh, this is not let's not do, um, you know, favorite favorite 2020 movie release. And it has to have been released in 2020. I, 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 you know, there'll be plenty of those lists out there. You can go read them somewhere else. Let's talk about our favorites. And I, I put together a list of, of, of categories that we consumed this year. Okay. If, if the movie that you consumed this year was Braveheart for the first time and it was your favorite that you watched all year, then that counts. You <laughs> yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. it was it was new to you. Yeah. Um, and now and obviously, hopefully most of our choices are, are newer this year. But uh, but you, why don't we go through a list there and, and let's start with we, we were we were making jokes about uh, Cyberpunk 2077 earlier. Let's start with your favorite video game that you played this year. The only one I've been playing, uh, which is now 15 years running. I've been playing World of Warcraft again. They had a new expansion come out. and uh, Have you really? Yeah, I, I started playing again. I'd stopped for a oh, while. Oh, no, we're going to lose you. <laughs> like, uh, th- this has been Hysteria 51. We're signing yeah, off. Right. I've played... I've played some while we were doing the show here and there, but you know, uh, I've been doing it. It's fun, you know, just to relax. There was a time back in the day when a lot of my friends, my real life friends that, you know, that we all played and we raided and did all this stuff. And it is a encompassing consuming thing, if you allow it to be. So yeah, definitely not going to do something like that, but I've been having fun with that. You've told a story, I think even on this show about how, when you, when you, when you really were playing a lot, the amount of hours that you would you would lose to it and dedicate to it because you're having fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's there's yeah. no, no harm in it, but it's kind of one of those, one of those black holes you fell down. Mm, yeah, very much so. The dark days, the before time, <laughs> <laughs> the before time. Oh man, for me, you know, I think I've played a lot of video games this year. I've actually, so I generally read about a book a month. 
And my reading this year has really curtailed. And I think it's been replaced by video game playing. I don't know. I haven't read um, as much this year or hardly at all like I usually do, too. Yeah, it's been it's been a very strange year for reading for me. So I I play a lot of video games. I think my favorite I'll, I'll mention a couple. My favorite actually didn't come out this year. My favorite is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It came out a few years ago. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed games, if you've played them, they, they always take place in different time periods from the past. So there was one during the Revolutionary War. There was uh, the most recent one is all about uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is all about the Vikings. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is from ancient Greece. And I just I mean, I'm, I'm always intrigued by that time period. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the names you know from history are interwoven into the game. Like you've got this whole set storyline going on with Socrates and um, I drink what? Uh, anyway, uh, it's so great. Like lots of dude. <laughs> so great. <laughs> uh, it just a lot of fun. I, I think my favorite game that I played that actually did come out this year was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the second Spider-Man that they're like from the same, it's a PlayStation uh, only game, I think. And man, they just nailed it it's just as fun as the first one, if not more. So um, my only complaint is that how short, short the story is it like, it doesn't take that long to beat, but it, like most of the time, superhero video games suck. Yeah. The Marvel's Avengers uh, that came out this year. I thought it, it turned to shit. I mean, like they're it. talking about how just, it was just a disaster. It was, but man, Spider-Man, they just nailed it. They just did it. Like you control Spider-Man the way you want to control him. Uh, like, you know, from web slinging to going between buildings. And it's just, it's just a ton of fun. Uh, other, other runners up. I, I really enjoy the new call of duty. Uh, I've always a call of duty guy. So, um, and, and this is a black ops one and the black ops ones are from Treyarch. And I always like the Treyarch releases better. They've got the zombie modes and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I, I don't, I haven't played it enough to give an opinion, but I did pick up like where I was saying, cyberpunk 2077 looks promising, but uh, I'll reserve my judgment for perhaps our 2021 year. Well, if you want to hear some more about that, uh, we just will have released uh, an episode of mad blur hysteria where we talk about some of the issues with cyberpunk 2077 and ray tracing and, Ray tracing a guy has it running now on the Super Nintendo. Uh, and if you don't know what ray tracing is, hop on our Patreon and we got an episode on there. It's really cool. It was pretty, pretty interesting story. Very nice. All right. So enough, uh, enough of my boring everyone's video game stuff. Did you read? Uh, well, favorite book of the year. Did you read? Did you read a book? Yeah, I read a couple books. I read a couple books from JTR Brown. I read stuff who's been on the show. Uh, I've read stuff from um, Michael Gonzalez, who's also a, a guy on the show. I read tons of stuff for the the show. Um, I'm trying to think, but I've that was all so early into the year. And for some reason, when you think I should have been reading, I stopped. You know what I mean? I, I, as far as like I just did other things while I, while I was here. Probably my favorite, though, is still I'm a huge Lee Child fan. I'm still digging into the Jack Reacher series. 20 some books in um and i'm still really enjoying it so anything from lee child i'm a fan of um and if you if you want to get into the character you can kind of jump in anytime you want and and just get going i'd say my favorite book i read this year was uh facebook the inside story i think the the only reason i'm i'm calling it number one because it was intriguing and i finished it yeah there were (laughs) there are a number of books that i need to go back to Mm -hmm. that i didn't finish by no fault of the book but because my mind was wandering and you know, it's been like, as we said before, it's been an odd well, year. It, uh, a seriously good book that I, I can't tell you guys enough about, too, was Devolution. 
by Max Brooks. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. I read it not because he was just going to be on the show. I read it because I wanted to read it. I wanted to have him on the show because I wanted to read the book. You know, because you want to read the book. Exactly. Right. Um, the book I just started might wind up being my favorite of the year if I can finish it up before uh, before New Year's. Um, but I just started Ready Player Two. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you really liking it? No, I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, I'm 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 literally only one chapter in. Yeah. And it already feels like, uh, I, I remember the movie Taken and how great it was. And, and it was kind of an original uh, take on, yeah. the, on on that type of. And then they uh, made a sequel. An, anti-hero. Yeah. And then they made a sequel and it was literally the exact same thing with like almost the same words. Yeah. That's kind of what Ready Player Two is feeling like so far. Like, uh, oh, let's just. Now he's got to win another thing. So I read I'm lying to you right now. I did not read. I listened to Ready Player One Mm -hmm. and Will Wheaton read it. I fucking loathe Will Wheaton. I hate him. I don't know what it is. He's just a smug prick to me and I just cannot stand him. (laughs) You say you say when you said to you like a. You know, back back when we were hanging out yeah. in, uh, in back around when I was in Stand by Me with him, uh, <laughs> I'm Jerry O'Connell. I don't know if you guys know that. I Brent Hans a <laughs> just you know a pen name. Um, no, like I just I don't know why. Not. So many people love him. He just seems, and he probably is just genuine, but he comes off to me as just this smug prick. He does. He. I mean, he definitely. I I couldn't agree more. Um, I know. A lot of the people in the geek world are kind of look at him as a uh, poser, as some sort of type. What's that? poser type thing or something? Oh no, I thought a lot of them like him, like as a hero. Oh. Hero, uh, you know, he was in he's in the cool stuff, but he also is a fan yeah, boy, yeah. you know, and and um and and takes that approach. And then he was in uh, anyway. Point being, uh, I think a lot of folks like him, but I, I, I I'm with you. He kind of comes off. Um, holier than thou yeah so anyway um he totally ruined the experience for me <laughs> the book because he'd be talking like you fucking asshole <laughs> well the first now uh, the first one i gotta tell you i loved i i mean i loved it uh, i've read it three so times much fun, but the book was so different in a great way yeah 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 so the uh, i guess my point is i'm only a chapter in and um it could go off in a I, I I shouldn't even be talking about it because it could go off right, in a million right. amazing directions. The thing they did in the first book that they did not do in the movie that I, I really liked was when they were in there and, you know, playing the game and stuff, they would hang out at those places and just drill each other on eighties trivia. Yeah. And I loved that. That was one of the things that I really like. I love shit like that, um, that you can't really do that in the movie. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, right. they, you know, so what are you gonna do? All right, Brent, let's let's move on. Let's keep this going. Uh favorite TV show you Mandalorian watched this year. Period. Full stop. Yeah, it's been I've been really my, enjoying it. It's not it. my favorite. I really like it, but I have one above it. It did not come out this year. The third season was supposed to come out this year, but you know, COVID. Uh I just discovered Titans on HBO Max. I don't know anything about it. So it's based on the characters, the Teen Titans, DC. Oh, okay. 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 So, yeah. the, you know, the protagonist is, uh, is Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've seen the, the tree. Yeah. Or, 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 well, it's Robin one, Dick I Grayson. guess would be the, you know, Dick Grayson. That's right. Because Robin two is also in it. Uh, and then the other kind of protagonist is, uh, the Raven who I wasn't too familiar with. Uh, but there's some other, Oh, I she's just awesome. love the Trigon's child. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's right. That's right. And she fights Trigon um, in, in, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but um, 
it's, I love the take on it because it's not trying to, I, gritty is a good word to describe it, but it is not trying to be gritty for the sake of being gritty. It's just an adult take on this story. Um, it's re- it's really well done, really well acted, really well cast. Um, and it's also so many times on these kind of, um, uh, side character shows, they are scared to address the big characters. Meaning, uh, if it's a side character show about some side character from Superman, you'll see a cape fly by, Yeah, but yeah. you'll never actually see an actor portraying mm. Superman. And, uh, and on Titans, man, they're not scared of it. Bruce Wayne's in it. Oh, that's and cool, it's, yeah. I love their take on Bruce Wayne. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of the Batman beyond take. He's an older, older guy who's Bruce Wayne is played by Ian Glenn. I think that's how you okay. say his name. I, a, I, and anyway, you, you'll recognize him from uh game of Thrones. And, uh, it, it, I, I mean, they, they show the Batmobile, they show the, uh, the Batcave. And my point is they're just, they're not scared to, um, uh, uh to do that. They don't dance around it. Uh, also, uh, towards in the second season, Superboy comes along. Yeah. Uh, and in this iteration, he's basically, you know, creating a lab, half Superman, half Lex Luthor. And he has crypto, the yeah, dog, which is that's Superboy. That's where he came from. But there've been other, there've been other versions of Superboy that weren't that. Well, there's been old, you know, Superboy, the original, which was just young Superman, but the Superboy from the nineties that everyone knows he was made in the lab and half and half and doesn't have all the power. Right, right, right. Yeah. So in, anyway, if you haven't checked it out, it's a great show. Highly recommend it. Uh, the third season was supposed to come out um, literally like last month, but, uh, you know, COVID. Uh, so they're filming. I think they're filming now, but it, it's coming out next year. For music, because we're going to get to that. You know, I've been listening to Motley Crue. I watched The Dirt, and that was yeah. a fun movie. I, you know, I, it was a fun It wasn't on my radar when it first came out. I've been listening to a lot of crew lately and just enjoying it. And then some other stuff from, you know, stuff that uh, Nikki six has written and, and other, you know, offshoots from them. Nothing too crazy, you know, but old school I've gone crew. back to, um, uh, I was, I was really excited to see this band perform this year and I'm going to see them next year. Uh, cause it's already been rescheduled. I've been going back to a ton of my chemical romance. I've been, I, I put my eyeliner back on <laughs> and, uh, no, I never wore eyeliner, but I love My Chemical Romance and uh, I actually got my kid into it. And so he always gets to listen to a song before he goes to bed. And a lot of times he'll come in and and, and say, uh, Daddy, I want to listen to the Black Parade. <laughs> no, mom. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you a My Chemical Romance song if you put a gun to my head. Uh, I will not put a gun to your head. I, I've been charged for less. I probably know them when I hear them. You know what I mean? But. No, you would. You would you would you would know that they're they're more popular songs. Uh, the other thing I've been I've listened to a lot more of and they came out with a new album this year is really good. Uh, the Killers. Yeah. Are you a no. do you like I mean, Killers? I know them, but I, you but, you yeah. can <laughs> I don't listen to the radio. Uh, at all ever so new shit uh, i only hear it from like when people play it or or whatever you know i just it's not on my radar anymore for whatever reason i am not a music aficionado at all well one thing i do know you're an aficionado of brent are movies what was your uh what's your favorite flick that you watched this year um you know i it definitely not my favorite but i like i just said i i did really enjoy the dirt which you know then got me to go down the whole motley crew rabbit hole um so that's been kind of fun as far as that goes a very depressing but i really enjoyed it was let him go it is that kevin costner and uh diane lane i think it was was in there where it's a period piece and they 
they lose their son and then his form, you know, their former daughter-in-law runs off with their kid and they're trying to get him back. And it's a slit your wrists and <laughs> doom and gloom movie. <laughs> it was uh-huh. really good, really well acted that. And that's a new movie from this year. I, I, I will say I really enjoyed that. Nice. My favorite movie that I watched this year by far. Uh, and this, this surprised me as much as it's going to surprise you a Netflix original. Oh yeah. Extraction. Oh, okay. So if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen extraction or you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it is, it's, it's Chris Hemsworth flick. I think I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it is based on a, uh, graphic novel. And anyway, it was done by the Russo brothers and it is just awesome. It is like, uh, Remember how people almost thought that like movie fighting was redefined by the matrix. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just like, you hadn't seen battle like that. I kind of feel like this did it again. Like the fighting, the fight scenes are just a beautifully choreographed and, and shot and, and of course executed really, really, really fun movie. And, uh, and, and kind of a cliffhanger at the end, almost like they could definitely probably do a sequel. I think they might even have announced it, announced it already. Um, here we go. Revealing the Netflix sequel is expected to start filming in 2021. There you go. A couple little honorable mentions. Love and Monsters came out this year. It was awesome. It was a fun little out so of I, nowhere I've, movie I've that looked, I enjoyed. Watch the preview. Is it yeah, good? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, just a, a little heart. You know, it had some heart behind it and stuff, and it wasn't as cheesy as I thought it would be. And you know, and another, um, the sequel to, and you can watch them both, and they're fun. Is the Babysitter and the Babysitter Two? Very fun, fun, uh, you know, horror comedies that actually were funny and just held up. They were great. It's a really fun ride for both of them. So yeah, check those out if you if you get a chance. Right, like I said, the dirt uh, was was fantastic. Uh, you know. Uh, let him go all those. So check them out. One question for you, Brent. There is a Norwegian movie that I've been wanting to rent, um, but I got to do it when my wife's not around. because She's not interested in watching it. Have you seen mortal? No, I don't think I've heard of it. Okay. It's uh it's a, it's like a fantasy flick. Um, I think this, I think the premise is this guy basically says he has godlike powers and you're not sure if it's true or not. I I'm, I'm if someone who's seen it, it's probably going, no, you idiot. It's not that at all. But uh, anyway, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be really good. It's well reviewed. Uh, I'm gonna have to check it's it. Funny out. going to movies sometimes not actually knowing the whole fucking story. <laughs> you know. That's yeah, that's true. I, I do anymore. Well, what, there there is one of those that I, I will rent when it comes out that I don't know the story on at all. Uh, Tenant. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, feels like it's in the whole same universe as Inception. Inception. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those that people have very strong opinions on. Yeah. Like some people hate oh, it. Some people yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, that's fun. That's that's 2020, man. Let's like wrap this up. We've got a couple things left. What was your favorite podcast you listened to this year other than the obvious Hysteria 51? I, I went back and listened to Breakers again, and I know that's just not like tooting Sam's horn, but that's just, I've really... Enjoyed, I mean, what did he slip you a 20? I just, I've really enjoyed that. Um, I've listened to a lot of Breakers. I used to listen to more Joe Rogan, and I'm not going to lie to you, since he's went to Spotify only, I've stopped listening. Are you just not a Spotify just, guy? No, nah, you know... I don't know why, but like I used to, I don't know, you know, so probably that's been the one that, I, but breakers is the one that I really like just listen to the whole thing again. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to just because I'm, I'm engrossed in them so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my favorite, my favorite podcast I listened to this year by far, um, was one from Headgum called dead eyes. 
And uh, it's it's great. Uh, so this actor named Connor uh, Ratliff, he's, he's a small time actor, but he's he's actually a, a fairly well-known comedian, uh, part of the Upright Citizens Brigade, I think, and and various other comedy things. Uh, anywho, he did this this entire series. Uh, and I think there's actually a second season out now that I have not. I haven't listened to the second season. But basically, the, the premise is he was cast, and this is true. This is 100% true. This is a real-life story. He was cast in the HBO TV series Band of Brothers. And the day before he was set to shoot, they they said, we have a problem. You need to come in and do a read. Uh, they're not sure about you. <laughs> and he had to come in and do a read for Tom Hanks. It was for it was a tiny part of, for the episode that Hanks was going to uh, direct. And basically, he came in, did the read. They said, great, thanks. And and he got fired. He didn't get the job. Whoa. The reason it's called Dead Eyes is because the story goes, or the way he uh, is, that Tom Hanks said that guy, uh, it, which this ne- even if he did say this, it never should have made it back to Connor. Uh, I, I I can't cast him. He has dead eyes. Wow! Like on camera, his eyes just look you know like like they're not doing anything. They're not alive. So it's basically kind of like trying to unravel the mystery of was this said? What did they mean? What what really happened? So it's like serial only. It doesn't matter at all. And it's a stupid little story, but it's so well produced and well made. Uh, highly recommend. That's it. interesting and very specific, very specific, <laughs> which makes it like if you think about if you're going into it like it's a, a serial type of mm-hmm. podcast and it's about this inane little story. It's really funny. Also, I listen to a lot of uh, sports betting podcasts, but I wouldn't put any of them in like in the in my top echelon of podcasts. They're kind of poorly produced and um, not not well done, but I listen to them. The other one that I discovered this year that I really enjoyed is called Smartless, hosted by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And wow. uh, I'm a fan of all three yeah. of those guys, but especially Bateman. And it it just listening to them um, make fun of each other is just enjoyable. I highly recommend checking it That's out. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, th- this is the year of people trying out podcast and podcasting. And if you are wanting to start one next year, when everyone goes back to work, there's probably going to be deals on podcasting equipment all over Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> so keep that in mind. If this has been in the back burner or something you want to try out, give it a few more months and I bet you're going to get some deals. <laughs> You'll be able to find podcast mics left and that's right. right. So, yeah, man, that's been 2020. I, I I feel just like it's just a blur. It's hard to even say what we were doing. Uh, yet again, it seems like it just happened. What was your favorite pastime that you discovered because of the pandemic? I would love to be able to fill that in other than eating. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't pick up anything new. You know, I'd, I'd love to tell you that I started a weaving loom or, um, you know, started uh, really learning how to, <laughs> to yodel or became a superhero. No, nothing. I didn't know. I, I did. Whenever I've ever said I'm not going to be able to do that because they don't have the time. I was fucking lying. <laughs> I was a goddamn liar. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I did have the time, nah, never mind. I'd say um, mine is probably because I, I, I didn't. I, I'm like you. I, I kind of stuck with with what what works. But uh, you mentioned it earlier sourdough. I had, I had never gotten in the bread making game and created my own sourdough starter from scratch and then actually went through and baked a numerous uh, loaves and uh, i've since abandoned it and threw away yeah. but uh it was I, I loved when people are doing that then other people are online like stop it don't do that what about the people that need the, the spy you know, it's like every anything to be mad about something <laughs> what about the people that need all that flour i mean there are people without flour like what, what yeah. are you talking about <laughs> yeah you know the, the great flour shortage of 2020 that never fucking happened 
I don't know if you know this, but you put enough shit in it, you shit is in water, you can wipe your ass with it. So people <laughs> were horrible. And we did have a TP shortage. Exactly. So Brent, final question. What is your selfish New Year's resolution? And what I mean by that is a New Year's resolution that will not help the planet, your fellow man, or even your own health in any way. But damn, you want to want to go it. on a fucking vacation and just sit on a beach and have people cater to me. And uh, I think that, that a lot of a people one. are going to be having that same one. Uh, and for better or for worse, that's mine. I just want to, you know, just veg out somewhere and not have to worry about I feel like I should book it now, like, it, it, you know, because like we know that it'll be safe a year from now, Yeah, but it's probably cheaper to book maybe, now. Anyway. Maybe. Yeah, Until COVID 2024, you know, when there's like seven more codes between now and then or something, you know, who knows? <laughs> Not 2024, COVID 24 or something happens, you know. We all just wind up walking around the earth in like bubble uh, boy. Yeah, exactly. Mine is similar in nature. It's it, meaning it's just getting back to something that we always used to do. I want to sit at a bar. Nobody has to be with me. When I sit at a bar by myself, eat shitty peanuts, <laughs> drink a, a a flat beer, and watch a muted sports good center good on a bar, you can have good beer, you know, and maybe the peanuts are brand new. Hell, splurge, man. Splurge. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But my point is, I want to sit. I, I just, the act of sitting at a bar is something that I truly miss. Yeah, we, Lisa and I were talking about that uh, recently. Um, a lot of places are still open around here. It's not. There are a few that are shucking that duty we have um we know someone that uh works at one and they decided to stay open and they've been in flooded with younger people and fights and shit like that and they're just like it's not even worth it right now to even try to stay open because it's costing them money it's just crazy right, right. but and, you know and it's like also uh sit at a bar without concerns worries yeah. could i be catching something right now like, that's always been a um, concern of mine at a bar but hey you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> Well, the regular concerns right, and worries, right, let's right, just right. say, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been our 2020 wrap Yeah, up. we rambled a lot, but that's that's what this was for. Just a, a, a randomness of uh, the year, because that's what this year was. It was. But Nation, we want to know what you think. What were your favorite Fordian stories that we didn't cover uh, today? and And what were some of your favorites of the year? Uh, you know, favorite movie, favorite podcast, favorite video game, uh, favorite potted meat, <laughs> you know, all of it. <laughs> uh, you can tell us the answer to that question by going to our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. That's right. Just go to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. That's right. Or go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 pod. That is our regular Facebook page. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. You can find Mad Blurry Hysteria episodes and radio dramas and up all nights and all sorts of fun stuff. Voicemail 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. We're going to be getting back to those next episode. Forget any of these things. You can just go to hysteria51.com or gofopedia.com. They'll both get you there. You can find links to everything and our shiny faces and links to things that they've talked about us in the news. And you can spin the wheel of conspiracies. I forgot Wheel that's of conspiracy. Even on there. It's on there. You can have fun with it. Yeah, John, here's to 2021. Let's hope it's uh not doesn't say, you know, here, hold my beer to 2020. Yeah. Actually- yeah. I mean, hey, listen, any year that's above ground's a good year, but uh I wouldn't mind an improvement. It, 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 the stroke of midnight, all the world's issues aren't gonna go away. Keep that in mind. Let's stay positive and uh work towards 
a better tomorrow, so to speak. Kumbaya. Here singing with me, my lord. Kumbaya. <laughs> uh, with that said, I've been Brent. Yeah, I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.